For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ooh, welcome back, sports fans, to another show to the Charity Stripe Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home on the road, and they are in the water, do you believe? We have a great show for you guys today. It's just me, flying solo, last day in the studio. Could be a tearjerker, so buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one... We're back. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. So 358 coming hot at you guys. And so 357. And I'm going solo on this one. It's it's the last time in the studio, our Fairfax studio. We're moving the studio over to the west side in the Venice area. So obviously not the end. Um, but bittersweet. We've been in this studio for 26 months. It's crazy. I mean, first of all, I never thought... We did this in T-Max bedroom, in the corner of T-Max bedroom, and I never thought we would get out of there. We then did it in my bedroom, which was like half bedroom, half studio. Like It can convert into both, which was bad for my back, literally. And I never thought it would be any different than that. And then we turned our dining room into a studio, um, to which I guess I owe my roommates a bit of thanks to, um, and have recorded out of there ever since, um, for the past 26 months through the pandemic. It's, it's pretty, we've done like, I'm like trying to think back and we're able to do a little sports today. Obviously it's a show. Um, we're brought to you by betonline.ag cause who doesn't want to go there? Everyone should go there right now, right? The second and bet and listen to the podcast, multitask people, so many live guests. And I guess that's my big takeaway of a big shining moment from leaving the studio is the biggest thing I've learned, I guess, from the whole ordeal or podcast activity of 350-something episodes is that you got to stop and smell the roses. In this industry, in honestly, through and through in life, Everyone just tells you to be like a horse and have your blinders on and keep going and like not focus on what's going on around you and just keep moving forward, move forward, fighting forward, which is like, it's helpful. I mean, you have to, you do have to be like that in some respects, but there was like, I trending on Twitter today was, and we didn't even have him live in the studio. He was in Australia. It was on, it was Andrew Bogut. And it was just one of those things. I was like, Oh my God, I, I, we have just done so much thankfully, but have been moving at such an insane pace 
that I had to stop and recollect and that we, we had him on our show. It was a great show. We had Bogut on our show. When we're, we have to stop and like, oh my God, like why, why, why we see Lefko, like we've had Lefko on Eckler, like all these people we've had on. We've had Brian Van Holtz in the studio. We've had Lamorne in the studio. You know, we had David Cohen in the studio. We had so many cool people. We had Leaf in the studio, like so many awesome people. Like David Meltzer came through. We almost had OJ, so I guess that counts in some respects. Um, just, and a lot of amazing people have come into the studio. And like, you keep, I'm trying to rack my brain, like, I look at the flag and like you know all the people that have signed it. Um, it's such as I mean, obviously it's so special the flag uh, to have that, but just like the whole in studio vibe. I mean, Potter was great in the studio, even though I fucked the sound up on that one. You know, I'm trying to like just remember like what are the best studio moments we've had. There's been so many. It just feels like so long ago because we've been doing the stupid pandemic forever, and a lot of our a lot of our many of our interviews have been over Zoom. You know, a lot of amazing interviews have been over Zoom, and I, I hate the pandemic on so many levels. And it's also taught like a, a lesson in the sense that what you do is not who you are. If that makes any sense, what you do isn't who you are. Because if it was, then like I'm not saying I'm a happy camper for the most part, but I would be fully happy because we've had a lot of success. Through the pandemic, people's lives have been thrown off to, unfortunately, it seems like a point where a lot of people can't come back from this horror show. And not saying that we got, you know, we did get lucky in a lot of respects. I mean, we obviously worked through it, you know, we pushed through it and continued to press, um, which again is like the good part of like having those blinders on and, and moving forward like that horse in the race. Um, but like we're one of the few that benefited, honestly, and it's and it still wasn't satisfactory just because the pandemic was so detrimental in so many ways. But the studio has brought so much emotion, like so much joy, like like the best moment of at least my professional career, obviously, is interviewing McConaughey, and not even because it's him; it's just because it legitimized our efforts and everything we had worked for. It took us 297 episodes to get there. And that's like not just sitting down on the mic and hitting record and going. Like we like to say that's the case, but there's a lot of editing. There's a lot of like planning, a lot of discussion, a lot of argument, a lot of, you know, laughter, just a lot of crazy moments that have gone through in this room the back and forth, the questioning, like the pulling of the hair, like what, like the what are we doing? So many times have we asked that, and that moment where I sat in this room in the studio, like locked in, like so locked in and so focused of just making the best possible content and and trying to enjoy it, and you know, not trying to just bust through it, trying to enjoy it, and you know just really move the pace of the show along with Alex and Nick is it's just remarkable. I'll never forget where I was sitting and I was sitting, I'm literally looking at the spot I was sitting and it's just like, there's so many memories. I mean, 
we hadn't even fully set up the table. This is the recording table when Lamorne came in. We had to do it on a fold-out table. Brian Van Holt, who I'd mentioned, uh, he's an actor. He came in. He was an awesome guest. Uh, one of two guests to throw in a lip. Three guests, actually. Shout-out Caden Stern. Shout-out Ari Sandel. Uh, the, the goats. One I would love small, probably improbable thing to get the four of us in a room and pack a heat together. That'd be hilarious. Uh, probably won't happen. Um we got that interview. Nick had emailed that one out, and he emailed Brain. He misspelled Brian, but it seemed to have worked. He sent like 10 emails out that day, and that was the only one that got back to us, ironically. But there's just so many like amazing moments in the studio that it's it was life-changing. You know? Like, I was sitting in that spot, like, just boom, like interviewing after interview show after show like there's been I don't think I've ever spent as much time in a room or in a spot I know I haven't as I did in the studio other than my bedroom sleeping it's crazy like way more time spent here than like the living room which obviously a lot of time has been spent video games and TV and such, but so much time has been spent here. It's pretty crazy to think about. Like, I mean, I wish Alex and Nick were here. It's a bit sad that the last show in the studios is me riding solo with my roommate slinking around, uh, going to smoke a J outside. That's where this has gone. We're all moving out. One guy's outside ripping a J. He doesn't even smoke weed. I'm sitting here recording. He's like laughing outside. I can see him, you know, and that's like another amazing thing about this. Like we used to like, I used to scream. I just, you know, I take it seriously and we all take it seriously. I mean, it's like our job at this point now. Like you have to take it seriously. So it becomes your job or at least has a shot at becoming your job. And we took it so seriously. Like guys would be doing dishes or whatever, or like we'd hear a horn like we just heard in the background. I don't know if you guys could hear that. We're like the oh, a siren, and we'd flip out and be like, oh, God, the cops, or like the ambulance, like, God forbid, you know? Uh, but now, like, obviously, people walking around. I mean, he's trying to be quiet, but people walking around is, you know, it's just a part of life. And and there's been, this is this has been one of the most special places I've ever been in my entire life. As much, like, this shit is hard. Like, it is taxing exhausting it is like it there's there's times this has caused me to be like nervous to wake up and like deal with the day just like primed and prepped for disappointment but the victories when you have a victory holy smokes like people can go their whole lives and not have and can't hang on anything so yeah, the studio. Still, I mean, the, it took all I took all the posters down and shit. Now it's just these red walls. It's a little scary to be honest. So we'll stop talking about the studio. But I love the space, man. It's given me some of the best moments of my life. It's caused me a lot of pain and anguish, but all washed away by some of these amazing, amazing moments with two of the best guys out there. Nick and Alex, truthfully. Ah, uh, man, God. I don't think I've cried in years. I'm not going to cry right now, but like I'm definitely 
really emotional over it. It's really like, it's heartbreaking in a good way. Like, thankfully heartbreaking. I don't know how to describe it. Maybe one day I'll, maybe I'll get good enough at the guitar and like take a couple of voice lessons and write a shitty song about it. Studio. Used to watch Yu-Gi-Oh! Now I'm recording a fucking sports podcast in my studio. Oh, I love you. See? Told you the song would suck nuts. All right, sports. <laughs> Let's get into it. What is going on? We'll kick it. Football. Wilson was a little shaky. Week one preseason. Week two, he had some great plays. It's it's the preseason. Let's not get anybody's panties up in a bunch over the preseason. I will say... The big, honestly, one of the biggest stories of the preseason has been the Bears. The Bears. Dalton versus Fields. I love Justin Fields as much as anybody. If you've listened to any of the 350-something shows before this, you'll know that's the case. You do not want a rookie QB starting week one. Rarely do you. It, it, It is a death sentence waiting to happen most often, in my opinion. You want to ease these guys in. I mean, like Baker Mayfield, first overall pick, eased in. Like every guy, Kyler, eased in. You want to ease these guys in. You don't want to throw them into the fire, right? I mean, look at who's got the record for most interceptions by a rookie of all time, Peyton Manning. And he's like pound for pound. Like, I mean, obviously Brady's the GOAT, but one of the best, maybe I would say Peyton's the best pure passer. Or maybe he's like 1B to me, honestly. I love Manning. You don't want to throw these guys in right away. And yes, Fields is more exciting. Yes, he's the future. We all know Dalton's not going to be the starting QB for the Chicago Bears over the next 15 years. It's just not going to happen. Ideally, Fields is that guy, that 16-year, that 17-year guy, that Tom Brady-esque type player where he's playing into age 40, uh, continuously continuously suiting up for Chicago. You don't want to throw him into the fire right away. Ease him into it. He's just not ready. It's a different ball game. It's arguably, it's the same rules, mostly. It's called both are football. It's a different sport. The NFL to college, it's two different games. You want to ease these guys in. And as good as Wilson looked, he had some awesome throws. He's got great pocket mobility. And that ball out of his hands really just is like butter. They're throwing him out week one. Even the Jags are like, like Urban will probably start Lawrence, but he's considering starting Gardner Minshew just to get Lawrence some eased in time. You know, a little more time with the playbook. Maybe get him in a couple snaps, not starting game. Maybe start him week three. Look, the Jags aren't going to win anything anyway, right? Neither are the Jets. The Jets have no contingency plan. They're not starting James Morgan, Mike White. They're throwing Zach Wilson into the fire with a meh tight end game and a meh running game. The offensive line is good. I like the offensive line, left side especially. But I I think that would be a little risky, even though I was excited by what I saw. Football, man, right around the corner. I'm stoked out of my mind for Tua Tagovailoa. I think he's about to pop this year. I think last year with the pandemic season, again, getting acclimated to the NFL because it does take time and we can't just jump down these guys' throats right away, although sometimes it is warranted. Tua is going to pop off, and this Dolphins team is a threat. I think the AFC East can be the best through and through it's been in a while. 
I think obviously the Bills are Super Bowl contenders. I think the Patriots are going to be competitive defensively, especially. And I think the run game, while there isn't like that mega star on the on the run team, Damian Stevenson, Michelle is like that third back. James, I mean, this is like a deep back room. I think the Pats are dangerous. We'll get into the preview, but I really like what I've seen out of Tua. I think he's going to be special this year. Um, but yeah, it's really the NFL. You know, we're kind of just waiting for it to get started. NBA, 2K, the 2K ratings, the Madden ratings. I mean, like, I got, I was up in a bunch for sure about a lot of these. Uh, shout out to David Mitchell, who put the clamps on in the summer league. He was amazing. I get up in a bunch about the ratings, too, in 2K when it first comes out. But they go, always get better. They always change. Guys are always disrespected. Guys are always, I think 2K is a little less disrespectful at times. The NFL could be a little disrespectful. Highly disrespectful. I, so there's a lot of times where I'm questioning who's making these matting ratings. Um, but those ratings came out for 2K. But that was fun. I'm not going to go into it. You've already done enough time. You're being melancholy over the studio departure. Garnett getting his jersey retired. Love that for sure. Look, man. The Raptors should retire Kawhi's jersey. He got him a ring. Look, you do everything to get the ring, and they had not gotten a ring. And without Kawhi Leonard, they don't get that ring. I'm not saying building a statue, but I'm saying, yeah, it was one season, but that is the most pivotal season in Raptors history, bar none, the most important bar none, and could be the most important for as long as I live because who knows if they're going to win again. Not many teams win in the NBA, if you haven't realized. Kawhi's jersey should be retired, and therefore Kevin Garnett has fully earned the Celtics' retirement jersey. Hang five in the rafters. Stoked about that. Love that. Love that, love that. Baseball. We're playing base, baseball. Nick's away, tosses away, and thank God Nick is away because the Padres are out of the playoff mix. As it stands today, they're a game back from the Reds. I mean, the Reds are just, they can just hit. Like, that's my, everyone can hit. Like, oh, this guy, the, the Blue Jays lineup this is amazing. But, like, everyone can hit. Like, the Red Sox, sorry, is a better example, honestly. Oh, the Red Sox, we don't have to do much. The, you know, we had Schwarber. I mean, we could hit. Like, everyone can hit. And the Reds are proved. The Reds are smacking the ball. Jesse Winker. Castellanos, India, who I've been blowing on the podcast for God knows how long. Votto is like, I mean, how long is he going to play at this point? He's been amazing. Naquin's been great. Farmer's been They really have a deep lineup, but now their pitching is coming to life. Sonny Gray, back in the mix, fully rejuvenated. Luis Castillo has been honestly fantastic. Tyler Mayo has been good. Gutierrez has been solid. And, and, and Miley has been like... He'll finish top 10 in the Cy Young. He may or may not. I mean, he's not a sexy pick, but he should finish. He deserves to finish top 10 in the Cy Young. I mean, at that point, I mean, this is like a solid, like the rotation is solid. They have a solid rotation. And TJ Anton, who's got the biggest dong piece apparently in, in, in the MLB, Lorenzen pitched. He's back. I mean, it's Givens is there. I mean, they have a solid bullpen. Not, it's not. You know, like we're not writing home about it, but the bullpen for sure, you know, is decent. It's I would, it's not great. It's probably the weakest link of the team, but the pitching has been really good, and the bats are great. And as you've heard on the podcast, the pitching for the Padres has been subpar, to say the least. 
it's it's not ideal. We're going to take a sneaky peek at the Reds' remaining schedule. I mean, I'm not even going to, you know, while I'm looking at it, I could sit here all day and cry about the Red Sox. It's just, I mean, this is what happens. Look, the Mookie trade, a year and a half plus years, whatever later, like, Verdugo's been really good. I'll say that. I like Verdugo a lot. We'll see what happens with Jeter Downs. But you you still can't continue to play like a small market team, especially when you're in title contention. You have to make that move. And like I told Nick the other day, like on the show, like, yes, I would have loved for the Padres to have gone out and make that move for a starting pitcher. Like whoever, I mean, Barrios is the real, the real get. And there was a lot that was given up by the Blue Jays. But at least they got that Adam Frazier move. And yeah, Schwarber. But Schwarber is like more of the same of what like the Red Sox don't necessarily need. They try to combat what the Yankees were doing, even though the Yankees were trying to combat what the Red Sox were doing. Should have played the pitching game. The Reds, for Nick's sake, were at Milwaukee. Then they pretty much... I would say it's a somewhat... They have the Pirates a lot. They have nine games versus the Pirates left. They have a home-and-home home with the Cards. They see they have home series versus the Tigers and the Nats, which is great. They see the Dodgers at home and then the Marlins away. I mean, their schedule is, I would say, ideal for at least going down the stretch, whereas the Padres are only a game back. Padres are only a game back. Look, a lot could, it's we're mid-August. A lot could happen. They have nine games against the Giants, who, like, I'm over it. I'm just done trying to theorize and, and understand why they're so good. They're just so good. Rodgers, McGee, what a one-two punch at the back end of the bullpen. I mean, Bryant's exactly what you need to bring in. A guy that's obviously not only, like, an all-star level hitter, but, like, who's won before, along with a bunch of other guys who have won before. They got nine against the Giants, three in loss. They have six in L.A. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The Padres have nine games against the Dodgers, nine against the Giants, three against the Braves, three against the Astros, and three in St. Louis. Oh, they're fucked. Oh, they are fucked. They are in a lot of... I mean, they better ball. Like, the the pitching needs to come together and get it together tomorrow. Like, they may be more screwed than the Red Sox, who are... I mean, the Red Sox are still in their tie with the A's for the wild card spot. The Mariners, again, like the Giants of the West, like the Giants of the American League. I'm a little confused on how why they're so sick, but they are really good. Or three back, but I'm not really sweating any of these teams. You pretty much have, just have to outlast Starling Marte and the Oakland Athletics, which is feasible, and our schedule is somewhat favorable. Um, smokes. I mean, the AL is pretty much shaped up. Even though like the A's are like kind of in the Astros, wheelhouse are three and a half back, but it's pretty much going to be Tampa, Chicago, Houston, and then the Yankees, I think. Look... They've won nine in a row. Jamison Talon's been he's been amazing. It's been amazing. So what happens? I mean, Chapman's hurt, for God's sakes. But all these guys around them are stepping up. Like Abreu, Tyler Wade, like these guys out of nowhere. Gill's been great. I mean, that's what happens. Just like it's it's so momentum baseball and having that in the clubhouse 
is huge. Like, it when it rains, it pours in baseball. And when you get hot, like, everybody gets hot around you. Like, it's like, it's like when Vada was hot, like, it just elevates Castellanos, it elevates Winker. I mean, look, look, for the Padres' sake, having FTJ back in the lineup is exactly what the doctor ordered right now. But honestly, it's a big reason. Like, the Braves have also won nine in a row, and I think Freeman's going to win the MVP again. Without Fre- Acuna goes down, Freeman then goes on to hit back-to-back months. He, so far in August, he's done it in July, and he may have even done it in June. He's hit like 370, like back-to-back months. I mean, the guy has just... When everyone looked at the Braves, myself included, Anderson goes in the DL. Freed's not been pitching that well. I say the season's over. Obviously, Albies has been excellent. Swanson's been very good. Riley's been... Everyone thought he was lost, but he's back. He's been excellent. But Freeman has just once again been something else. He's going to hit 300 with a 400 on base percentage. I mean, it's... Yeah, I love Soto. I think what Soto's doing is great. Harper's having a great year. But June, he hit 306. Then he's hit 375 in July. And then in August, he's hit 357. I mean... If the Braves win the East, which right now they have a comfortable lead, it's looking like they will, barring the Mets figuring it out, which without DeGrom they won't. Phillies maybe can make a case. I mean, that that game where no, they, Girardi sent Nola to the ninth and he gave up that two-run homer to Cronenworth, so I will shout Nick out. That's Cronenworth is absolutely excellent. One of my favorite players in the league, like that Dan Murphy type guy like we've been saying. Phillies five back. They're in trouble. They won't make the playoffs, I don't think. Same boat as the Cardinals. It's really just going to be, can the Dodgers catch the Giants? Can the Braves hold off the Phillies, which I think they will? The Brewers are pretty comfortable. And then it's just a race between the Padres and the Reds. The wild card races are going to be intense, which is what you want to see. I think the MVP races are intense, too. I mean, they should just give, I think if Otani was done tomorrow, he'd win the MVP. It's the most amazing thing in sports. And if you don't think that, put down the crack pipe. That's all I have to say on that. Boom. All right. Baseball. Emotional time in the studio. I mentioned the 2K ratings. I didn't really go in depth on them. I just said that they were out. Go check them out. Let me know how you feel. We put, we put, up, so we put up some polls. We put up some polls on the gram. But I'm going to rock and roll. Fans out there, drag both feet in bounds, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt, hit your BKs because they're free, and hit your free throws. Why? Because they are free. We outcho. We love you so damn much. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.